Welcome to the In The Views podcast. I am your host, The Trendsetter, and I'm here with Lee Lon. Yeah, we're here. What's going down? How you doing today? How you I'm doing? Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed. Rested. I'm well rested. Yeah. How was that trip out here? Bro, long <laughs> than a mug. It was beautiful, though. I like long yeah. trips out here in, uh, in California, though, but it was definitely long. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Man, well, well, I'm gonna get right into this, you know. So, like, I'm really interested in hearing your story, where you're from, and like your background, okay. you know. So, like, um, like, where does your journey begin? Uh man, my journey starts in Houston, Texas, um, Inwood, to be exact. The north side of Houston, um, is just is where I was born. So I feel like that's where the journey begins. Okay, all right. There's a there's a lot of trails out there, right? In uh in Houston? Yeah. Nah, not in Houston. <laughs> nah, it's it's a few trails though, but not like. Nah, yeah. not no no no. <laughs> <laughs> Couple speed bumps. Yeah, it's some bumps okay. out there, or you can walk some yeah. bayous or something. But it's definitely not like well, not that I know of at least like hiking trails. Okay. But there's yeah. no mountains in Houston. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Extra flat. Okay. Sorry to cut you off there. Yeah. So, you're from Houston. And so, like, what's your background? Like, what is it that you you like to do besides hiking? Oh, dope. Uh, I'm an artist, man. Um, Singer before anything, performer before at all. Um, A lover of God. Um, Yeah, that's, that's... a lover of meditation, prayer, things like that. Uh, so yeah, that's that's. <laughs> you asking me like who I am? Yeah, that's that's definitely me. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So like, you said like artist. So you do yeah. music. Yeah. Do you play any instruments? I play the voice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like yeah, the voice. Me too. <laughs> me too. Man. So. Like how how deep does your artistry go? Like, do you have any? You have music. So, where can we find your music? Uh, you can find my music on various streaming uh, services. You can go to SoundCloud, look up my name L E E L O N N. You can go to Apple Music, Spotify, Title, all that good stuff. Um, here's a side note though. I've been a songwriter and a musician for a while. So I perform and I do perform like the few songs that I've put out so far. But as far as okay. like projects and things like that, I had um, the first one I put out was probably, I think, 2011 called The Preline. And that was when it was uh, CDs when we were, you oh, know, yeah. wow. sliding, slipping okay. CDs in people's yeah. hands. Uh, and the second one I put out was is called Deprived. And it's actually not on streaming services. So. Uh, okay. yeah, as far as my music being available, there is some out there, but it's it's very bare. I've been uh, behind the scenes a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you say behind the scenes, uh, can I ask, like, who you're working with? Or... No, nah, you can't ask me that. Don't ever think to ask me that ever <laughs> again. <laughs> Not just like. <laughs> oh. Nah, uh, it, various people, man. I actually don't like to disclose names just for a lot of reasons, unless the song either has come out or just for their own privacy, but 
for okay. various reasons. It's just like it's like a, a unspoken artist etiquette for yeah. people who I feel who are very respectable. They don't yes. name drop like that. But I'll okay. say for people who have actually released some songs that I've done uh, or you know collaborated with, you can say Chameleonaire, Paul Wall, um, a lot of Houston artists. Um, here in L.A., I just moved here in, I'll say officially on December 1st, 2019. So I haven't okay. really got my feet wet seeing that COVID started in February, yeah. you know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, besides that, though, the studios I've been in out here has been like, the cool thing is there's a there's an industry out here. So there are a lot yeah. of names that I've like just, you know, had the opportunity to be graced with their presence, you know, just be yeah. sit on the yeah. couch in the studio or just like. Any, just anything. There's like so many famous people that you think are celebrities and stuff. They're all around. But yeah, wow. I'll just keep it at that. Okay. That's how it is, though. I, I see now. LA. I see now. <laughs> Good Lord. Wow. Is that what brought you to yeah, LA? Yeah, music did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a bigger opening and a lot of opportunities out here, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> I wouldn't it's, know, you know. I know that when it comes to music or, you know, even, like, movies and all that stuff, a lot of people come out to L.A., and this is where a lot of stuff really happens. I totally so. agree, man. It's uh, it's an industry here. Um, coming from Houston, um, there's a there's a specific type of industry that happens there. And it's it's one that is you may have to edit this, but uh, now nah, you good, you good. <laughs> it, it's one that is geared toward a specific genre and a specific sound. And yeah. for certain artists who may not abide by those limits and or boundaries, um, I, I feel like you know moving to another place would be beautiful for you. You know, yeah. and it, Houston is a place, and just I think in the South period, it's a place where you could become a millionaire out your trunk. You know, and there's you know if you're making that Southern sound, that that rap, that real country music, you know, yeah. like country rap tunes and all of that, or that <laughs> super duper soulful R&B. If you're making that that type of sound, I feel like you'll get a lot of reception. Um, and if you're an artist like myself who um, can do that and more, I feel like expanding to a place like this is, uh, you know, advantageous for a person like myself. So. Yeah. Wow. That's that's interesting. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, so, I know that, um, you know, we're surrounded by mountains yes, and we stuff are. here. Um, a lot of mountains. So I'm running a hiking page, and I saw you on some hikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> like, I guess I didn't know that you were into hiking. You know, and uh, you know, you're coming from Houston, and then you're now you're in LA. So, like, is that something that like wanted to make you start hiking uh, a little bit? Yeah, I think it, it's played a part in it. Um, I've always been a fan of long walks. Uh, it's just something about waking up early, doing long walks, and working out in the morning that's very therapeutic for me. So, like, yeah. back in Houston, 
especially when I went to the University of Houston, I used to walk up McGregor from uh, McGregor Park to the like on the bayou all the way to like uh, what was that 288 I think and back, and I think that was a total okay. of 10 miles if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it's 10 or less, Man. but uh, I would do that all the time. And it, it's one of those things that helped me, you know, listen through albums, uh, listen. Yeah now listening to podcasts and things like that so mm-hmm. i used to love just doing long walks it helps me clear my mind and now here seeing that there's just so much terrain to explore so many it's just so many outdoor activities that you could jump in yeah. like yeah. hiking in my opinion you would be doing yourself an incredible disservice by not going out and hiking so yeah, yeah. It's, it's been beautiful to me and being able to get that resistance because you know it's a different thing in houston most time, it's not even really hilly in my opinion but if you mm-hmm. do do a hill, you probably getting, I don't know, forty feet elevation, which is oh, not man. that much over yeah. three miles. You know, that's not that much. <laughs> you wouldn't even know you're doing it. But yeah, oh, I, wow. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's that's a major difference to you know, you got like nine thousand feet <laughs> elevation, you know, hikes out Real here. Time. And, yeah, and it's like uh, I think another thing about California is that it has. Like, even now, like, you can go to certain places and there'll Bro, be snow. yes. 100%. So, you know? So, and then you can go to, you know, to the desert. Yep. Right here, Across right now. Across the street. Like, yeah. <laughs> real life. <laughs> and then you got the beach, you know? And then you got everything. It's like right here. It's crazy. You got uh, the trees. Uh, you know, there's so much going on. Yeah. You know, I, I can't do anything. There's so many different, like, so many activities that you can get yeah. into. Um like how many hikes have you done um so as far as the amount of hikes i've done i probably say roughly about six or seven but i've done i've done a lot of them um man i just I almost just forgot the word i've done a lot of them uh repeatedly so yeah okay i um i frequent some and some of them i've only done once just haven't gone back okay yeah and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, there's some hikes that I do where I live that I've done multiple yeah. times. So, and that's that's like sometimes when you find your favorite hikes, it's like going, oh yeah, doing it you know, over and over again. Yes. You know, that's the truth, so. man. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, everyone has those yeah, hikes, definitely. you know. And um, so you're saying that um, like when you're either, even when you're in Texas, coming out here when you're on hikes. Or your creative mind, like, helps you be creative? Um, It helps me put my thoughts in a direction. It helps my creative juices flow in in a specific direction. Um, I know that, like, I'm, I'm one of those people that gets a lot of ideas. Like, I'll honestly be shuffling 15 ideas at once, day to day to day. And it could be different yeah. each day. Um and the way I see it is like when you go on hikes or long walks, you have to focus on each step, you yep. know, because with a hike, you could twist your ankle quickly. You could step into something. You could trip, fall, roll, whatever. If you don't pay attention to each step as you go, yeah. you know, that, you know, it could be a problem. So knowing that I'm out there with, you know, the podcast playing in my ear or listening to a specific mm-hmm. album because I'm going to be walking for an hour and a half at the least, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yep. You can run through an album easily or two, you know, and listen to them yeah. straight through. So yep. I feel like that's uh, the beauty of it, you know, and especially when the um, 
especially when you're out there hiking and it's uh, it's challenging. You know, you got certain hikes where they're, they're very popular, like uh, Holly Ridge Trail, which is not necessarily a favorite of mine, but it's, it's beautiful because it has nice views. But it's, it's a very yeah. wide track, a lot of horse manure just on the track and uh from my experience and you know yeah. when you get to the end you know you see the hollywood sign so it's like oh man, this is this is fire but uh i'm more into the more difficult ones that are like you know six miles at the least seven miles at the least yeah. and you gotta jump over, you gotta jump over some things you gotta walk through some water you gotta uh, climb over a rock or two. You might hit your shins on something. You know, you got to get, make sure you utilize your balance properly. Like those types of things, yeah. they really help. Um, they really help me uh, kind of just like dismiss all of the distractions I have in my life. You yeah. Because once you're done, like, trust me, while you're on it, like, you can feel like, man, this is um, difficult. Uh, yeah. You know, and like, you, you, you push yourself to and past your limits yeah. consistently. And to me, I feel like that's how you grow if you just stay in that uncomfortable place. So, yeah, that's okay. how it helps my creative juices flow. Because once I approach a song at that point or music period, it's like I, I can clearly think all of my thoughts out. So I'm starting yeah. my day with two to three hours worth of, you know, meditation. And then when I get back to the studio, it's like I can write all of this down and or be jotting in my phone while I'm walking. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it's just really helpful in that manner. Wow. Yeah. And you definitely have to do Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain? Yeah. What is this, baby? What is, come on, come on. <laughs> Drop it on me, man. What's up? All right, so this is probably one of... Let's say you look it up on Instagram, right? Let's say you look it up and you look up Iron Mountain. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'll see everyone's pictures and just read their comments on their own pictures. You know, they'll talk about how this is one of their hardest oh, hikes. It's one of those hikes where it's like the first three and a half miles is... Like a constant elevation gain, and then the last three and a half miles is straight up. Oh like, gosh! Like climbing, climbing like that. Yeah. That high? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's pretty okay. fun. You know, um, <laughs> I've done it once, and I said I'll never do it again. Oh, is that bad? It's that bad. Yeah, it's that bad. But after thinking it over and being a couple years, maybe I'll do it again. I don't I know. Feel, <laughs> so what's the name of Vicky? Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain. I was going to say Death Mountain. Yeah, should be. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even as high as these other peaks that are out here, you know? San Gregonio. Because um, you're in L.A., so you have, you know, there's actually some challenges. You know, they have six-pack of peaks where it's like Cucamonga Peak, Mount Baldy, um, Mount Whitney. Um, can't remember the other ones. But San Bernardino. I think, and they're all like the highest peaks yeah. down here. So I think that's in your bag. I think you might. I'm enjoy have to doing write those down, man. I'm gonna ask you what those names are after the interview. <laughs> yeah, because I, yep. I definitely want to like add them to the list, man. It's a few of them that I enjoy. Um, I went to uh, Chumash Trail out oh, there okay. by Oxnard, man. I went with a friend of mine, and man, we only got up to about point three miles. It was so steep. And I, I did it a while back, though, and this was like, um, I feel like I was pretty in shape, but with my friend, he invited me out, and it was kind of like we just, uh, we went together, and this was before our wind got up to where mm-hmm. it is now. And yeah. uh, I'm definitely going to go back this week, probably like Wednesday or Friday. I'm going okay. back this week just to 
tap on it because they say it's about five. I, I don't know for sure, but roughly five miles or more. Okay. And man, like it's just straight incline. Like crazy incline though, like no letting up, like you're walking up a super steep flight of steps type thing. Like yeah. I would, you wouldn't want to slip because you, it's like if you, you could walk and sl- uh, slip and fall directly on your shins and fall downward Ooh. on your yeah. elbows and shins. Like it's that, it's oh, like super man. steep. So, but it's like man, I want to try it. So yeah, yep. I'm definitely gonna get that whole <laughs> list out of you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you like that challenge, yeah, come right? On with it. Yeah. All right. So, like, that last hike you were talking about, was that probably, like, your highest elevation hike that you've um, done? Because I didn't finish it, I would say no. Um, the highest in elevation, I think, so far, don't quote me on this, is probably Fryman Canyon. Okay. Yeah, that's in Studio City. I think that one's dope. That was, that's one that's, uh, I think, what, 2.3 miles uh, each way. Okay. Or no, 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 not each way. The whole round, because you uh, you end up starting at the trailhead, and then you end up, the last few minutes of it are in mm-hmm. uh, walking through a neighborhood. So it's okay. one big loop, and I usually do it twice with the homies. But um, yeah, it's it's cool though. It's cool. That's a good okay. one. It, it goes up to I think about nine hundred thirty feet. But there are others right. that have gone higher. I just can't you know think off the top of my head. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. And that's like, that's probably one of the longest you've done. Longest? Man, let me look at my list, man. Let me look, yeah, let me look <laughs> at my list. Longest? Um, I don't know. I don't think so, man, because I've got some long hikes. So so what I do, as far as the longest hikes, and you, you mean distance, not time, correct? Yeah, distance. Distance. The longest, I kind of make up my own. Honestly. Okay. And as far as, like, hiking, I'll, like, there are times where I'll just, like, drive to a certain location, park my car, and just walk as far as I possibly can. And I'll go about, like, nine, nine miles, eight miles, nine miles, you know. So, like, I kind of make up my own sometimes. But as far as, like, actual hikes that could be that long, I haven't done many of them. Okay. Or enough to, you know, remember them off the top of my head, so... Yes, sir. And so, like, you say you've done Fryman a couple times. That's, oh, like, bro. your favorite. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, <laughs> 5.30 a.m. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's see. So, I was um, creeping through your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a picture, and I thought, like, I saw, like, uh, Life magazine, oh you yeah, know, on the picture, and I was like, I was like trying to, I was like, want to know, like, where do you want to be in the near future? The, okay, when you say near, define that for me. Um, probably after this pandemic, I'm gonna say like everything for while this pandemic is going on is pretty much done deal <laughs> right now. So that could be. Five, six months down the road, you know. I don't know how long this pandemic is going to be, but let's say the pandemic was over tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. where do you where do you want to be uh, in the next six next months? Next six months, okay. I want to have dropped two projects. Um, I want to have been on various stages around L.A., 
various publications um, off the sheer muscle of the content that I create, the music, um, and the message behind my music. Um, I want to be in the hearts and minds of hundreds of thousands of people. Okay. Yeah, and I I want to consistently go viral to a point where it's it's a second nature, you know. Okay. But off yeah. of positivity, yeah. but more so deeper than just the positivity the positivity thing, because I mean it's just unrealistic for somebody to be super duper cheery and happy all the time. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be just like mentally educate educational content that yeah. helps. Uh, people's hearts and minds and souls therapeutic yeah. music yeah, yeah. Okay. so I'm gonna be t- I want to tell my story to people so yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh, wow. let's see and also <laughs> man to have a thriving merch company and to be generating um, 50 to 100 thousand dollars worth of revenue on a consistent basis so okay. we can go if we're saying in six months and I'll I'll be as delusionally realistic as possible. Um, I want to be bringing in about sixty five thousand dollars in the next six months. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Do, of course, donating that to uh, various nonprofit organizations and organizations that help out uh, the disenfranchised in America. Yes. That's good. So, I see you're ready for this bounce. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's time, (laughs) man. We start, we've been started that. Yeah, definitely. Yep. You came out to California in a nick of time. Oh, bro, that's the crazy part, man. That's the blessing and the, it's kind of a dichotomy in a way. Like, I, um, you know, moving here, man, I was excited. I'm like, man, it's going down. You know, it's going to go, man, you know, it's going to go crazy as soon as we got here. Yo. Like, I'm trying to get on the stages. I'm trying to get in the studio. I'm trying to do everything possible to shoot, yeah. all of that. Yeah. You know, but when uh, the coronavirus broke out, I was only two months in. Yeah. You know, so it's like I really didn't get a chance. To, I didn't even get a chance to unpack all the boxes in my house. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You know, because we really, you know, we sold everything before we got here, things like that. But, um... Yeah, man. I feel like it was rough in the beginning uh, because, you know, like many Americans, a lot of us just didn't know what was actually happening. You know, we don't know how what level of precautions we need to be taking and uh, or needed to be taken at the times. And, um, you know, it was just very rough in the beginning. I lost some family. Can't even I can't even front. I'd be super uh, vulnerable on that and trans- transparent, man. I lost um, one of my best friends, and then four days later, I lost my papa, my grandfather. So, like, it was mm. it was bad at one sorry, point for me. Man. I'm sorry yeah, to it hear sucked. that. In the beginning, it really sucked. Um, but through that period, I realized that, you know, the cliche, life is not promised, and I realized how important it is for us to capture every moment of our lives and to take control of what we can and to disregard what we can't you understand what i'm saying because death Mm -hmm. is inevitable and in knowing that you you have to continue to keep your enthusiasm as you grow you know and it's been of course you know i can only say that uh being somebody who had to learn that yeah um 
but you know through this through this period man and through unemployment uh i feel like it's been a a time for self-reflection for a lot of us and a time where we could you know really regroup yeah actually make some plans because i feel like there's going to be a high number of people who aren't going to walk out of these this quarantine and out of the coronavirus pandemic with a job you know there are probably going to be a lot of people who who, already see it i mean people are already transitioning into entrepreneurs you know or just entrepreneurship and and ownership you know and i'm i thoroughly uh promote that especially in the black community i want to see more black owned everything you know and us for for us to be circulating that dollar yep yeah we need one dollar to circulate in our community at least six weeks before it goes somewhere else that's how i see it you know and that sounds wild compared to the three hours that they say it is now you know but yeah that's that's where my mind is at so no, I totally get that and uh, understand that, and I'm with you on that. I feel like there needs to be some definite oh, yeah. change in that situation, and um, I know that it's it's hard for a lot of people to, uh, you know, we've been generationally like suppressed, yeah. you know, as a this is like the culture, you know. And it's it's crazy because like even when it comes to music, I was talking to somebody about how when I look in, in the audiences, when I go to the Kendrick concerts, these big concerts, when I go to, you know, see Childish Gambino, you know, it's I mean, it's not a problem with it, but it's 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 mostly <laughs> white people out there, you know, Hey, say it like it know? is, man, so, say it like it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you see everyone's friend, you mm-hmm. know. But the majority of people that are there that is representing and paying for, you know, a lot of these things is um, people that aren't the same color as us. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that, you know. Uh, I would also feel better about it if they didn't just take from the culture and then just leave it, you know. By they, what are you talking about? Um people that aren't really in the culture like it's how do i explain this you can say it it the way you want to say it Uh, there's a lot of people that are from the suburbs you know they don't live that life they they talk about living that life they rap to these songs they say the n-word they say all that stuff but you know they don't they don't understand you know, and then when it comes down to understanding, they can always go back to their white side and, you know, like, see, like, there's so much I want to say that in that subject. Yeah, but it's but, touchy. <laughs> but it's, yeah, because it's not like everyone is like that. Not everyone's like that. But it, it's just like, for instance, Miley Cyrus. Okay. She came over and did her thing with Mike Will. And then after that, it was like, no, this is just disgusting. And, you know, I don't want anything to do with this type of music after she had already made her money off of it. And I've seen this over and over again with other artists. And that's just the artist. But it's even worse in the community. So, like, I play basketball and, you know, 
I play with all different colors, and then they'll slip up and say the N-word. Oh, no, no. I didn't say the E-R. Yeah. I said the A. You know? Just because. That's a joke, <laughs> by the way. That's yeah. A joke. <laughs> I hear that excuse. Yeah. But um, I can go on and on on this subject. I know we don't have that time nah, for all that. Nah, you good, man. You good. You good. <laughs> And I don't want to see it as as if I'm coming off a certain way, you know, because, like, I have respect for everyone. And I just expect that same respect, you know? Like, if you see a situation like right now what's going on with Black Lives Mm -hmm. Matter, I don't want to hear about All Lives Matter. I don't want to hear about Blue Lives Matter. I don't. Because you're missing the point. That's you're throwing the protest into my protest. Yeah. You know, don't try to counter the protest with another protest by saying all lives matter. We're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're basically saying we matter, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, and when, you know, it's the the case about, you know, black on black crime comes up and. I don't understand, you know, like those people. Let's say, I mean, white people kill white people. Asians kill Asians. You know, it's a proximity mm-hmm. thing. But um, when they get on to the black on black crime thing and we need to figure that out. Yeah, we do need to figure that out. But you also have to understand the people that are doing these shootings in the black community. They're not using legal guns. They already have that intent of killing somebody, you know, that's that's what happens like. But when it comes to police officers, they're peace officers. They're not supposed to be disruptive. This there's a different there's a major difference, you know, to those things. And although black on black crime is a problem, it's every race has their problems, you know. But that's not what this discussion is about. This is something that we can actually help. And if, you know, meeting or choking people or pulling people for no reason, shooting them is, isn't a big deal, then what is? Yeah, you know? facts. Um, I kind of went on a now rant you good. there. I mean, express <laughs> yourself, man. man. Express yourself. But, but how is, um, like, Black Lives Matter to you? Like, what it does it mean? To, yes. Like, how do you feel about? I mean, the, the I mean, think just the phrase itself. Black lives matter. Yes, I believe that black lives matter. I believe that white lives matter. Asian lives matter. I mean, yeah. I believe yes, people's lives matter. You know, but black lives. I want the rest of the world to know that as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like the reason why we even started saying. <clears throat> Or honestly, they started saying Black Lives Matter, and I found out about it. And I'm, I'm speaking on the three sisters that uh, created it, is because mm-hmm. you know we're being gunned down in the streets with no repercussions to police yeah. officers, and there's no true accountability for the people who are supposed to be protecting and serving us. And I feel like as Black people, they got us in like this suspended. Uh, sense of terror in a way and they show us that they don't care about us by being able to honestly kill us with impunity you know what i'm saying and it's like to me that just doesn't make sense 
Um, I feel like that's wrong, and I feel like that's a very cruel way to live um, and a cruel way to govern a people. Um, yeah. And as far as just black lives, I feel like black is beautiful. I feel like our features, I feel like our spirits, our souls, our messages, our outlooks, our stories, um, all should be glorified. And I feel like it should be told from a truthful and honest perspective. Um as well as a forward-thinking perspective as well, you know? Like, we should be able to assess and um, document where we've been and where we've come from and also be able to assess these things enough to create solutions within ourselves and within our community so we can move forward and not repeat those same mistakes. Like, understand what our history is truly so we don't make those same mistakes. You know, because I yeah. love black people. I love black women, and I respect mm-hmm. black women. So, yeah, it's just what it is. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah. And I want to do everything in my power to make sure black people know that they're loved and that you're beautiful exactly how you are. And you don't have to. And this this goes for black men. You don't have to live off of um, a European standard. Black women, you don't have to live off a European standard. Black women, you don't have to live off a man's standard. Live off your own standards. You know, (laughs) black women, I feel like y'all are powerful. I think black women are beautiful. I think black women are uh, some of the most intelligent people on earth. You know, so I just, I love black people. And I love black people the way we actually are. So don't stop being that. (laughs) Well said, well said. You mean, I don't think there's anything else to say mm-hmm. about that. Yep. So that's good. Um, now, I did bring up Blue Lives Matter. I did bring that okay. up. Um, Are you talking about the so, questions? All right, so, uh, okay. yeah. Um, but in general, you know, um, I don't agree with the Blue Lives Matter. Um, like I said, that that's a protest against the protest. And uh, no one's saying that their lives don't matter. Now, as far as police... How how do you feel uh, like... Wait, let me cut you off. Wait, Bro, me... what is a blue life? Who's blue? <laughs> Anyone that's yeah, a What human officer? being on this earth is a blue... Is blue, bro? What human being? Yeah. Name them. I Smurfs. It doesn't even... It doesn't <laughs> make sense. Like you said, it's a counter-protest. Yeah. It's just... You know, just say police lives matter. Like yeah. the police, yeah. lo- the police force matters. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's another way that I feel that they objectify us as human be like as non-human beings. Like we're just, um, we kind of get. I don't even know if the word is dejected, but we we get like diminished down to an object or property in a way. Yeah. Like how can you even compare a citizen, a actual human being, a race of people? To a blue life that doesn't even make sense what is a blue life yeah. you just say police officer police officers yeah. it doesn't even make sense that's to me it's just it's foolish and i do believe i honestly do believe that police lives matter because there are black people on the police force there are yeah. white people yeah. on the police force there are asian people yeah. on the police force but i also believe that exactly. human beings should come first and yeah. if you talk yeah. about human beings black people are human beings and i.e saying that black lives matter is a valid thing to say but police lives matter would be more valid than blue lives matter that doesn't even make sense to me it's it's silly yeah. it's a silly term it's silly to me but, yeah you know 
you know i i feel you yeah bro don't yeah don't even get me started man um, I, you know no no let's go there <laughs> let's go <laughs> um you know what is it's, it's kind of crazy so i was in okay. the military and um we have a protocol you know in iraq you know i'm in the war where you have the green light to fire mm-hmm. if like certain things look suspicious if someone you know pulls something out you know like but you have to make sure that person has a gun and they have the intent to use yeah. it on you um if we just went around shooting everybody that looks suspicious like how they already do okay. yeah um there would be so many more casualties of innocent people killed um because another thing is that in Iraq, you're able to have AK-47s. You can have those guns. You can have all that stuff out there. You can fire them in the air. You know, when they have a wedding, you know, they all have AK-47s Wait, they're and they're shooting them in the air. Yes, Ooh. citizens. Yeah. Yes. So um, you have to you have to decipher through all those different things, or cipher all those different things, and make sure who is the actual target. You can't just and that's what I don't understand when they say uh, I was afraid for my life. You know, a police officer is afraid for their life when, like, they're not even taking the time out. And the first thing they do is that's shoot the to problem. kill. That's a problem. Yeah. Especially if I'm going to cut you off, but, bro, no, no, that's, no, that's one good. of the biggest problems. I feel like that is what a lot of us as African-Americans are saying. The issue is if you fear for your life. It's where you go into a police force, go through your training, and you don't have enough mental stability to be able to do your job on a daily basis, knowing that it is as dangerous as it is, then you need to go to counseling. There needs to be some Mm -hmm. type of rehabilitation, in my opinion, on both sides. For black people, I feel like um, as far as just going to therapy, talking to psychologists, all kinds of things. Not psych- psychiatrists, I don't really uh, look into because I don't feel like black people need to be medicated anymore. I feel like we need to have um, cognitive therapy. Um, but yeah, man, we need, we need therapy because we're walking around yeah. with uh, PTSD and all of this stress on a daily basis in our own neighborhoods, not knowing if a police officer can pull us over and we get shot and killed. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Justified right. Just, on top of justified that. murder. Like, think about that. Like, that doesn't even, you know, it, that, that's just a, a fearful thing to be in. Because it's not that you're in a routine traffic stop at that point. You're just fearing for your yeah. actual life. And I feel like, exactly. on the flip side, for the police, I feel like they need to have a, a, a longer... Um, training process i feel like there needs to be a certain level of education required for police to even be there honestly i don't even think we need to have police per se we need to have special forces for people who know how to speak to individuals why is it that we have to abide as black people why and just really citizens period why do we have to abide by a system that shows us on a consistent basis that they're not to be trusted like think about it how how do they have the right to question you and to hold you against your will without reading you your rights properly and they could say oh you know that's just part of our protocol if we want to ask you questions even if you're not being detained we'll ask you those questions until you ask us if you're being detained 
Some yeah. of us may not tell you our name and badge number until we get what we want. Why do y'all have that much power? Why Why do you feel like you can lean exactly. back on that time? That and that, in my opinion, all that needs to be changed, if, if not abolished. Like I don't feel like police yeah. should be able to walk around terrorizing people and then calling us the terrorists because we're. How can we be terrorists if we're literally fighting back? And honestly, not even fighting back. We're just bringing things. We're just making people aware. Yeah, it's not. It's it not out. Black Lives Matter. It's not Black Lives. It's Black Lives Matter, not the Black Life Coalition. In yes. uh, you know, trying to kill police or something. No. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that, that to me yeah. is just is a lot of that is bogus. Like. Yeah. yeah, they're very lucky that um we are like very forgiving yes. people because it, this could easily go a different way, you know, like with everyone, <laughs> you know, especially with everything that's happened and, you know, you already know, you're, you already know, come on now. Bro, you already know, you already know, <laughs> you, you know, what I'm saying? you already know, yeah. bro, but we, we don't even need to speak on that, but yep. you know, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's one of the, the, the beauties of uh, black people, black women, black uh, black women and women, uh, black men and women, I believe that um, when we do get together and put our minds together, I feel like we are, we're unstoppable. I feel like we are a super strong force, and seeing that we have so many different walks of life and we have so many different areas that we grow up in mentally, physically, that. Pulling those, pulling us, having one train of thought, in my opinion, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but I will say it takes time and it'll take a lot of patience and it'll take a lot yeah. of education to get there, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I, you know, I really do hope um, it's a lot of, I, I re- not even hope, man. I, I believe it's already happening. I believe a lot of black people um, can benefit from a... A certain type of direction you know yeah and if we go back to you know martin luther king's era and uh you know congressman lewis's era back when you know black people kind of were living in the same way because we got our media in the same way um yeah. a lot you know we we as far as like uh religion and things like that it was more of a I feel like uh, it wasn't as many ways to look at it. Nowadays, I feel like um, a lot of things are diluted with social media and with all this information readily at our fingertips. And there's a lot of we question a lot of things now. It's like, why why do I believe in this when it doesn't benefit me like it does them or this person? You know, so on and so forth. And you can talk about that with a lot of religions and just so many things. But I feel like, uh, yeah, if yeah, I just you know. I could talk about that for a minute, but I just feel like as uh, for uh, for us, it would be um, beneficial if we all could agree to move forward in a certain way. And, yeah. But you know, you know, it just takes it takes work, man. It takes work. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot. You know, I feel like with these situations that are going mm-hmm. on now, it. I mean, and with, I think that. Corona has also put us in this situation as well where people are paying yeah, attention. 100%. And I just black but white people, you know. I went to Petaluma um a couple weeks ago. Petaluma was that? It's it's up north by like Santa Rosa, 
it's north of San Francisco. Okay. And um, it's like Napa Valley area, wine vineyards and stuff like that, you know. Um, it's like a whitish, okay. white town, you know. And uh, so we're out there getting some coffee and uh, there's a line of cars of Black Lives Matter everywhere. And they're having a little convoy, you know. But it's all nothing but white people, you know. And I'm just like, it's going to take more than, like, this is in my opinion. It's going to take more than just us black folks to make this change. We also need, I mean, it's happening. Like, I need them to understand as well how, like, it's not like we Understand need or to listen? Both. Okay. <laughs> That's the <I> Both. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, you can have, we can have this discussion right now, and um, you'll see it in my comments, too. It's crazy. Like, I posted a picture of me explaining why, you know, like, if you're, my situation, the situation that's in hand right now, and people are like, hey, hey, this isn't the place for that, you know? Like, you need to take that rhetoric somewhere what, else. What, what rhetoric as if, like me talking about being being black and black lives matter type stuff the police and all those things you know is just like i don't want to say any names but it's yeah. out there i don't delete anything so when people say stuff i don't delete that stuff i don't block them um they still got freedom of speech they can say what they want and you know and that lets Facts. me know how they really feel so when these people get on and they say stuff like, hey, this isn't the place for that, you're going to tell me what my platform is the place <laughs> for. Like, I'm going to let you know what my platform is for, my you know? House, like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to come and tell me <laughs> what I need to do on my platform, big, bro, you know? Big facts. <laughs> That's big yeah. facts. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I guess what I'm getting at is I think that in order for them to understand for a lot of them, they have to hear it from someone that looks yeah. like them. They don't absolutely have, they don't absolutely ha have to hear it from us. So when we say something, for instance, like when we say this has been happening since I was in high school, I remember being pulled over by the oh, cops what? in high school, like on my bike. And them asking me, "Hey, you have any drugs? You have any of this?" What you mean, man? Yeah, I'm I'm like 14. I don't even know how to answer those questions. Even then, like they installed that fear mm -hmm. in you. And so, like when I talk to people, you know, white people about that, and I tell them, like this has been going on forever, they're like, "No, no, that's something in the past. You know, I need to let that go." And what my ancestors did to you, you know, isn't what I'm doing now. And, you know, like, no, you don't understand. Like, just listen mm -hmm. to what I'm saying. And just try to understand. Like, it's yeah, hard. Yeah, bro, because it's like the nature <laughs> of trauma. Think about that. You, you, yeah. It's easy to tell someone else to let something go that you haven't experienced. And you want them to dismiss yeah. their honest feelings and mm -hmm. what's come from that trauma like we you need what you don't need to let it go you need to heal mm -hmm. and in order to yeah. heal you need to address it get rec some type of reconciliation and then you can let let it go but i don't believe a yeah. lot of people you know they don't they don't when i say they i mean people opposing and that could be any race 
of people. Yeah. They don't want you to they don't want you to have your own way of thinking. Because if I say that I got pulled over on my bike and the cops harassed me and it made me feel a certain mm-hmm. way and, and to this day it still affects me, oh, I'll let that go. But when you want to talk about something like 9-11, you, they say never forget. Yeah, never never forget. forget. But it's like, oh, yeah. we, you can't forget that though? So what's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference in degree? Because you lost a family member or because I felt something personally, you know? And I don't yeah. even... Nah, I feel like trauma in my... I can compare trauma because trauma is trauma, no matter the yes. degree. Yeah. Yep. People get affected yep. differently. That's the reason why you got certain people who are um, sexually um, abused or emotionally abused, and they don't start talking about it for five to ten years because they try to yeah. like they try to let it go, but by trying to hold it, it just being suppressed as opposed to being um, you know released. Yeah. Without like proper healing, bro, you you won't be able to get that. You know, and yeah. a lot of people don't know that, you know, and I feel like the people who say stuff like, "Uh, you know, just let it go." Are people who don't understand what it really takes to actually let something go, you know. They just trying to yeah. dismiss what you got going on. So, I, you know, I don't want to hear the foolishness. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Man, we we can sit here all day and talk about this mm-hmm. the subject and um we have, I mean, like, we got, I got things for days to talk about on that, on that subject, you know. But um, maybe we should come back to that some other time, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that's something that needs its own little, like, section, yeah. you know. I don't want to just brush on it and, like, okay, back to yeah. hiking, you know. Because, like, this this is really about um, our hiking experiences, what we go through, how we, um, you know, cope with, you know. Because as of right now, I, I use hiking as, like, therapy. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, it has a lot to do with how I was treated, how I was, those things, you know, getting away from racism in the city or, you know. Everything is intertwined. So if anyone ever has that question of where these conversations go, just know that all of this yeah. stuff is intertwined. Like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even, like, I don't even know where yeah. to go with that. You know, it's just, <laughs> just, just know that just because it's not, like, this goes for everyone. Everyone has a story. And... Just because I don't know your story doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it's irrelevant, you know? So I just think that we should take everybody's stories into account, you know, leave some accountability for all of our actions and just really just go from, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, you know, it's an emotional, it's really yeah. emotional with that conversation so i'll just leave it at that you know for now but we should come back to that at a later time um but um you have anything you want to close with Uh, i mean (laughs) uh yeah that's that's an interesting closure closure coming from that i mean i feel like i need closure um 
I mean, I don't know, man. I, I definitely want people to, um, wow, it's one eleven right now. I'm going to speak from the heart. Um, to whoever's listening, if even if you don't feel you need it, seek some type of counsel, wise counsel. Therapy, if you don't think you need it, but if, if there's something that you feel has been bothering you and or something that's been weighing on you for years or something that you just feel like you want to get past but you don't know how, look into counseling in any way you possibly can. I know it's um, it's a pretty penny in a lot of ways, and if you have insurance, try to look through it. Um, I, I really, really hope and pray that there becomes a better network for people um, to find, you know, affordable counseling, just period. But if you can look through it, find your meditation, uh, do the things that you can for yourself. Let's change our, let's change our eating habits. Let's get our proper sleep. Let's, um, make sure we stay hydrated. Um, you know, if you need to go vegan, I mean, go vegan, you know, cleanse your body, you know, with uh, good, good gut health is good mental health. Um, and if you can get active, you know, find your nearest park, walk the track, you know, find, you know, if, if you need to, especially with coronavirus going on, you know, jump in the car and just take a trip. Like, drive, like you got gas because you've been in the house. Fill up that tank and just take a trip. Go as far as you just drive your car as far as you possibly can. And if you live in us, you know, coming from a place like Texas, you know, you could do something like that. If I, if you drove, well, you probably got to drive like an hour and 15 minutes, you could end up being, you know, the middle of nowhere. And, you know, just relax. You know, yeah. find a, a place where you could pull over and just look, in, look into the, the distance, you know, wherever you are or however you yeah. possibly can. Find your meditative state and operate from that place. Um, and I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. And uh, I definitely want to see you do everything you uh have set out to in this world and be the best you possibly can so that's that's my word for the people all right thank you very much i really appreciate everything i appreciate you coming down here and i know it wasn't that close it was pretty close (laughs) it wasn't wasn't. (laughs) nice cool man um when you hear la you're like okay la you can stay anywhere in LA and it'll all be within 30 minutes drive. But not, that's not the case. LA is pretty big. Definitely. <laughs> all these little sub areas oh, yeah. and everything. Um, but really do appreciate you coming out here and uh, speaking with us today. I can't wait to do this again. Until then, this is the In the Views podcast. And I'm here with Lee Lone. I am the trendsetter. I'll talk to you later. Peace.